Hi guys, this is Karen from The Fit Habit and this is season two, episode two. Today we're talking transformations. I'm going to give you a little bit of my backstory, uh, not because I want this to be all about me, but because I think that you might find a little bit of uh, yourself in my story. Um, I am very proud of myself. I'll say that right up front. I feel like I have really uh, risen from some pretty humble beginnings to where I am today. And uh, that journey is not over by any means whatsoever. But uh, if there was one thing that I think anybody who knows me in real life would say is that I'm really good at reinventing myself, that's what they would say. What I would say is that I'm really good at transforming myself. I uh, am really good at, at being adaptable and putting myself in new places. But Really, all of that is about transformation and the conscious choice to always be improving myself. Because here's the thing, if you're not improving yourself, it's rare that we keep ourselves at a status quo level. You're either improving or you are getting a little bit worse every day. So I hope that you can kind of see the theme of that in uh, the story I'm about to share with you. Um, This is my second attempt at this because I did it earlier and I got really long and rambly. So I want to be short, sweet, and useful. And I'll start off by saying that... uh, you know, I grew up in a, in a, a broken home and, and an alcoholic father and a mom that really just had way too much on her plate. Uh, so I didn't have the best, uh, the best of beginnings. And uh, it's a little bit of a country music song. <laughs> but uh, very early on, I was made aware that, um, you know, I had a bit of a weight problem. And it started really young with my mom noticing that my posture was bad and always telling me to suck in my gut. Uh, so, so some of that was posture. And some of that was I had a bit of a bloated belly because I just did not eat well. And when I don't eat well, when I eat a lot of processed carbohydrates, when I eat a lot of gluten, it has a tendency to really bloat me. So I always had a gut. And my mom was always saying, Karen, suck in your gut. Karen, stand up straight. Suck in your gut. And that was my first awareness that, oh, you know, my body is not the way it should be, or there's something wrong or broken. Uh, And that evolved. Um, I moved to Northern Ireland when I was 11. And what was supposed to be a two-week holiday ended up being a three-year adventure not by choice, but by parents breaking up and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, But Northern Ireland was a very interesting place and it was a very formative time for me. Uh, This was between the ages of 11 and 14. So uh, it it was my first understanding that um, I was chubby because I was compared to my peers in Ireland. I think generally in North America, we are a little bit of a bigger uh, built uh, culture. But in Northern Ireland, where everybody's walking and there is zero excess because I lived in a very poor area, there wasn't a lot of fat people. And uh, I was probably not that chunky by any stroke of the term, stroke of the word. But uh, to my peers, to the people I went to uh, school with, I was. And I could hear boys making comments like, oh, she's she's fat. Look at her, look at her fat rolls. And it was always with an earshot. I think it was intended for me to hear. And when we, even though those things only happened once or twice, the echo of it in my head was a lifetime. And uh, I think this is true of a lot of us. You know, we hear a mean comment here and there, but instead of just understanding that that's a mean comment that is more a reflection of the person making the comment than it is about us, 
uh, we internalize it and it becomes part of our identity. And that is something else I've had to learn over time. But uh, suffice to say, that was my childhood experience. And the reason uh, why I began to think that there was something wrong with me and that uh, I was a little bit less than. And of course, when those things happen, when you are um, starting with an identity like that, and this is maybe true for you in your own life or maybe for your kids too. So this is always something that, you know, you can shape and influence, but if you or your kids think that they have an identity as a fat person, they're going to make choices that align with that. You know, just like if your kid thinks they're a smart person, they're going to make choices that align with that or, or you or whoever else. Uh, so I made choices that were aligned to being fat and I continue to get fatter and fatter. So uh, I would say I hit my peak at well, the age of 21. I was working at Hickory Farms. And if you live in North America, you might be aware of it. It's a seasonal kiosk where uh, they sell like, you know, Christmas meats and cheeses and crackers and things like that. And uh, I would make samples. So there'd be one sample for the customer and one sample for me. And I remember after one season, we packed up the shop and we were all done. And I jumped on the scale and I was over 210 pounds. And it was like, whoa. (laughs) Uh, I am 130 pounds or somewhere between 130, 135. So that was a big uh, jump in weight for me. And I don't even think I was, I suppose I was fully grown at that point. But um, I was really big and I felt horrible. I was not healthy. I was making terrible food choices. I had an identity as a fat person. I also had an identity of somebody who was not going to be very successful uh, for whatever other reasons I had in my head that I wasn't a very smart person. I dropped out of high school. Uh, I was a bartender at a roadhouse after that Hickory Farms deal. And uh, I was, you know, smoking a pack a day, um, binge drinking on the weekends with my not-so-impressive friends and serving not-so-impressive customers who started their daily drinking habit around one in the afternoon and went on for the rest of the day. So this was my my awareness. It was my life. It was my universe. And it was not good. Uh, and I would say at that point where I was around 210 pounds, I stayed at that weight for a while. And uh, maybe it was dating. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was the odd comment that I would get from other people that again echoed and reverberated in my own mind. But at some point, I don't know what it was, but I decided that uh, I was kind of done with the life that I had. And I realized I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate and grateful that at some point I realized that if I don't make different choices, my life was going to get really bad. And I will say that probably the, the mirrored point where I realized how bad it could get was that one of my customers at the bar that I worked at uh, died of a crack overdose. Um, on New Year's Eve one year at a party that fortunately I was not at. And uh, I just thought to myself, these are the people that are in my life that, you know, I did socialize with and wow, that could be me one day. And it could very well be me because I was very impressionable. So I thought it's time to start doing something. And the steps were slow. Let me tell you, there was no grand gesture. So uh, it started with food. And, uh, you know, most days I would always eat at the bar because uh, I, I didn't know how to cook. And I lived in a basement apartment with barely a kitchen, but another roommate. Uh, so I would go into the bar early and eat my meal before my shift started. And it was usually burger and fries. So 
slowly but surely, I started making different choices. I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I would order liver and vegetables um, or maybe liver and fries or maybe, you know, a burger and salad. But I was I was slowly but surely trying to make my meal choices just a little bit better and a little bit better. And I knew nothing about uh, nutrition. And this is long before the internet. Uh, and I wasn't much into books. So I didn't know much about nutrition, but, you know, whatever I would pick up from the other waitresses who are a lot healthier than I was, uh, I would just try to implement in my life. And I did what I felt was pretty obvious, like don't eat fried foods and, you know, don't have milkshakes and maybe move a little bit more, drink a a glass of water before, uh, before dinner, you know, very, very basic, obvious things that I just was not doing. And I would, I would say that a lot of us are guilty of knowing all the right steps, but choosing not to do them for whatever reason anyways. And I just got to a point where it's like, okay, I have to start doing the obvious stuff and going from there. And I did. And eventually my walks before, uh, work became little jogs before work. And then maybe it was a little bit of a jog run before work. And eventually I joined a gym and I was by no means running races or anything like that. But for me and from where I had started, I had made progress. And not only did that progress show up in my habits, it showed up in my body. So I did start to lose weight. And it's funny when people, when you start losing a lot of weight, people treat you differently and um, you can attract a better caliber of person. And suddenly the poor caliber of person or the, the acquaintances around you that were not so awesome start treating you in maybe not as desirable way, but that's also a good thing. I think a lot of people have fears around making changes because they're afraid that the people that they love will stop loving them. And that is sometimes very true. Uh, but you have to realize that the people that want the best for you and the people that love you for who you are, are never going to pull you down if you want to grow. And uh, that was the first time in my life where I realized that I needed to make social choices uh, about my environment if I wanted to continue to be a little bit better every day. And I did. And I ended up dating better quality men. And eventually, I f- that, that fitness um, endeavor or nutrition endeavor or the both of those little healthy habits that I was starting to make bled into other areas of my life. So I was a high school dropout, but then decided to go back and get my uh, high school equivalency and then ended up in college. And one of my college professors said, you would totally do great in university, something I would never think for myself would be possible because I felt like university was at this whole other level of hardness uh, and intellect, it called for an intellect that I did not have. So, um, but I did. I went to university and I got an undergrad and later on went on to get a graduate degree. Uh, but I would never have thought those things possible had I not taken the first steps. Uh, so these little transformations ended up becoming a big part of who I was so from, uh, you know, the way I carried myself and the way that I looked and my health, but also in my career and my opportunities and the people that I associated myself with and the pursuits that I went after and the dreams that I went after to the point where I'm at today. And, you know, looking back, sure, a lot of those transformations happened in my early 20s where I do believe it's easier to make change in your 20s than it is in your 30s and your 40s. But the story doesn't stop there. And I've had many transformations since then. You know, there was the point where I needed to quit smoking. There was the point where I needed to stop 
partying so much. There was a point where I moved to California and had to recreate my entire life. This all happened in my late 30s. And then there was a point where I left my job to go to India and learn how to teach yoga. And then the point where I did a half Ironman and then a bikini competition, which is more about the the muscular development um, and being judged on that than it is about the two minutes you spend in a bikini on stage. But these were all really big, hard things. And uh, you know, since then I've, I've launched businesses and you just launched new phases of my life that I would have never dreamed possible. And it all started when I was 22 years old and 210 pounds and decided that if I don't take the path of incremental improvement, I'm going to take the path of incremental destruction because we don't stay the same as human beings. We're the status quo does not allow us to just be, you know, in a good place for 20, 40 years. Um, Aging and life that happens around you is going to either pull you down or bring you up. And you need to be intentional about those things. And you have to believe in yourself. There has to be a point where you don't necessarily have to believe that you're going to be this rock star human being tomorrow. But you've got to believe that there's a level up from where you are now that's achievable if you put your heart and your head into it and that anything is possible if you just keep taking the next step. And I know that that sounds very Captain Obvious. It still sounds like a little trite to me, but it's also still very relevant in my life. Maybe not so much on the nutrition or the fitness front because I am still in better shape today than I was when I was 21. I, uh, and I'm going to be 50 soon. I can't believe that. Uh, but, you know, I have built these healthy habits that are, are structured on a f- strong foundation and a strong why and a strong evidence that when I do these things, good things happen to me. But, you know, my now these days I'm focused on evolving myself spiritually or evolving my business to um, in my creativity to a point where maybe it's sustaining me as well as it is my community. And, you know, these are the goals that I'm working on today. And, and I still have visions that are way beyond where I am right now. And sure, some days I still have doubt, but because I know that I'm always taking that path of incremental improvement, I will eventually get there or die trying because there's just no other alternative. I will always commit to self-development and I will always commit to positive transformation because I just know that is possible for myself. So uh, coming back to you and your own transformations, here we are at the top of the year and you're probably thinking about you know, maybe weight loss or quitting that bad habit or picking up a new, uh, a new habit. And I just want to share with you that story because I think that it's, it's proof positive that if you just keep taking the next step and if you always just choose a little bit better, you're going to end up in places you will never imagine. And it's not about the grand gestures. It's, you know, for some people, they want to take drastic measures and maybe they have to because their health is at such a place where they need to. But I think for the majority of folks, even things like Whole Foods or Whole30 can be such a grand gesture that if you it's so far departed from where you are right now that you either fail because it's just too hard to do or you knuckle white knuckle through it and then go back to where you were before because it was so hard to do but you know the alternative is to just 
make small incremental choices. The ones that you intuitively know are better for you. And they're so blatantly obvious, like sleep more. That's going to help you lose weight. It's going to support your hunger hormones. It's going to support better brain activity. It's going to support better mood elevation so that you can make better choices and be a better person. Sleep is fundamental. Uh, eat more veggies, drink more water, you know, have enough protein and fat and reduce your, your starchy carbs. Cut out bread for a little while if you can, or just reduce it for, for as much as you can and, you know, reduce sugar wherever you can. Just those small little micro habits over a long period of time is going to pay off dividends. And it doesn't matter where you're starting and it doesn't matter how old you are. I, like I said, I close to 50 am still in transformation phase and, and I will never give it up. And I think that that's an important part of this whole idea of, you know, being where it is that you want to go and arriving. Um, it's when we start a new diet, let's say whole 30, or, you know, maybe you've picked up a beach body program and, and you think, okay, at the end of these 80 days, I'm going to be a different person and I'm going to be happy then. And all of these struggles that I have now will hopefully go away and I'll be better, you know, so I just need to muscle through these 80 days. And the reality is that you might lose weight, you probably will, and you'll probably feel better and you'll be in a better place. But the journey doesn't stop there. First of all, when you get to that point, wherever that is, um, you, you'll have new aspirations for yourself because rarely do we just lose, you know, a few pounds and say, oh, I feel amazing. I'm in, in perfect shape. There's always that next level. And there's always something else that evolves out of that pursuit, whether it's fitness um, and then moving into more of a spiritual realm or personal development or, you know, your social environment and your social circles, you will constantly become um, focused on improvement because you'll see how important it is, but you'll also notice that the journey is never ending. And I wish I could go back to my 22 year old self because I was always in such a hurry to be that better person and to be not the person I was in the moment. And what I would tell that girl is that, you know, you are worthy and you will get where you want to go, but it's never, it's a never ending journey and it's a never ending transformation process that you just need to keep trusting in yourself and making incremental effort. And don't worry about arriving somewhere because you don't arrive, you know, you just keep improving and getting better. And then one day you die <laughs> and that's the end of it. And you live a much happier, better quality life in the process. So I'm going to keep this really short and sweet today and encourage you to come back to the blog. I'll leave a few uh, links in the show notes for some transformation tips and some healthy habit development tips uh, that I think are really instrumental, but I've mostly shared them with you here. Uh, they're the most obvious things that we often still don't do on a daily basis because we're busy and because they just seem too obvious that you almost want to dismiss them. So I encourage you not to dismiss them. And, you know, just always remember that incremental 1% better every day and always choosing the path of improvement. And you will be surprised how far you can go uh, over the course of your life. So on that note, I will wish you adieu and see you next week. And thanks for being here, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.